Hiya, and welcome back to another episode of Dissidents and Dictators. I'm Alicia Maldonado, here with the one and only Casey Michelle. Hello. And of course, our trusty producer, Omar Alfotihi. We have a really special episode for you today. We'll be joined by Sebastian Lai, son of Jimmy Lai, the pro-democracy media tycoon who has been imprisoned in Hong Kong under Beijing's draconian national security law and whose trial just got underway in December. All that coming up. Hi, Casey. Oh, hey, Alicia. How you doing today? <laughs> Good. It's been a while, I feel like. It's since been I've a little bit. You. you look rested. You look relaxed. You look refreshed. That's good to hear because I feel none of those things inwardly. That's okay. That's okay. How was your holiday break? How was your new year? How was everything? Well, I'm going to tell you a tale that some of our colleagues have already heard, and oh, it's just tales. me continu- continually whinging. So um, it was a fine holiday. Uh-huh. My mom was in town for a couple of weeks, and once I got used to having some someone else in a small studio, we had a great time. Um, Space is at a premium in this city. But on New Year's Day, I woke to my British mother screaming at the top, a blood-curdling scream, as she watched a mouse come down the hallway of my apartment. Oh, but mice are so cute. Do not. They are not, sir. Those big ears. They absolutely are not. Those big eyes. They're so sweet. Little squeaks. It is not a kuna matata in my world at all. I am so upset. I'm so sad. The the stress levels are up here. And so we didn't see one for six days after, I mean, I didn't. So at least until two days ago, I was able to say that I had not seen a mouse in my apartment. So I was able to lie to myself. And then I saw a little baby one. And I don't know how, because my house is The cutest of the bunch. The only thing, the only thing, well, I've been trying to tell myself because literally the, the stress is, I can't even think straight. I honestly cannot. Is that? Did you ever watch *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* Absolutely growing up? Absolutely, I did. What a what a great book! What a great film! All I, I keep telling myself, like when I'm going to bed, I'm like, "Oh, there's mice." I keep telling myself the mice chewed off Aslan's bindings when the, when the white witch tried That's to kill right. him. That's right. That's exactly. It's all coming back to me now. So that is. I'm trying to force that as a comfort, and I don't know if it's worked yet. Now, Alicia, I got to be honest. I was being a bit facetious earlier. We had mice a few years ago, and I would not wish mice on my very worst enemy. Frankly, I wouldn't even wish mice on the Putins, the Maduros, or the Shes of the world. That's how bad mice are. I know. I tell you. How many did you have? Oh, too many to count. (gasps) And I tell you, some of them aren't with us anymore. And again, we don't need the details. (laughs) But the point is, no mice. And you got plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, and you're ready to hit 2024, hit the ground running. I hope so. I mean, I literally have. Of democratic expansion, democratic success, it can only democratic go entrenchment. Yeah. Put the dictators on their back heels. Let's put them back on it. That's the only. It's the only. That's the only way to go up from my New Year's well, Day. Well, that's what we're here to talk about today. Again, yeah. to look at those that are actually pushing democracy forward. That's those right. are actually putting the dictators on their back heels and making 2024 and all the years that follow for the rest of this decade and beyond one of increasing, expanding success for the democracies both at home and abroad. So at least I understand. That you had a conversation that we're going to listen to right yes. now. Yeah. You want to give us a little bit of an idea about who we're talking to and what, what, what we're going to hear? Yes, yes. Uh, great privilege to talk to Sebastian Lai. He's the son of Jimmy Lai, who's been in prison in Hong Kong uh, since December of 2020. Um, and finally got, um, they finally are going to trial in December of 2023. Um, so we talk about the case and uh, how unjust and wrong it is. And how Jimmy loves and fights for democracy uh, and, and how he, he stayed when he didn't have to do. And we just really get into all of the, 
all of that. And, so. and how Sebastian carries that fight forward as well. Yes, he's he's very much his father's son in that, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to see his father in three three years and hasn't been able to speak to him either. And and that's because of, in in large part, because he's continuing his dad's work and, and going around the world and speaking on his behalf and, and talking to the UN and, yeah. Democracy sure. runs in the family. Yeah, 100%. Good. I can't wait happen. to listen. I'm yeah. excited. Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us, especially in Taipei, many hours ahead of us. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Um, so, you know, I've written about your father quite extensively, and so, but I'd rather hear about him in your words. And so for those listening who don't know who your father is or his case, tell us about him and why he's unjustly on trial in Hong Kong right now. Yeah, sure. So uh, my father is uh, Jimmy Lai. Um, at 76, he's the oldest political prisoner in Hong Kong. He has been in jail now for more than a thousand days. Um, and as you mentioned, he's currently on trial. Um, a lot of people are uh, calling it one of the um, uh, landmark trials um, under the, this new uh, draconian national security law. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he's essentially on trial because he was the biggest publisher. Uh, he was a publisher of the biggest newspaper in Hong Kong. Um, it also happened to be uh, a, a pro-democracy newspaper. Uh, and so when the national security law came down, he was um, arrested. His uh, uh, colleagues were arrested. Um, the uh, Hong Kong government sent 500 people to raid uh, the Apple Daily newsroom and essentially closed the newspaper down and uh, have imprisoned my father and his colleague. And, 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 and he still remains in jail now. So this trial... Um, in a sense, it, it, it really is Hong Kong, the city that was known, once known for its freedom, known for its free, free speech, mm-hmm. putting its own freedoms on trial because they can't, they, they, they can't still claim that they have the rule of law, the free press, um, and put uh, a, a journalist like my father and his colleagues in prison and, 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 um, and essentially have these completely sham allegations mm-hmm. um, against my father. Um, before before being a publisher, um, my father uh, landed in Hong Kong as 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 a as a stowaway when he was twelve, and and really fell in love with the freedoms of the place. He he came from communist China, which obviously at that point was uh, 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 you know going through uh, uh, the Great Famine, um, and he went to Hong Kong and you know, found all these uh, freedoms that the British had uh, um, uh, put in place because Hong Kong was a British colony. Uh, And he, uh, um, as as a self-made man, he he eventually founded Giordano, which was one of the biggest clothing companies Mm -hmm. uh, in in, in Asia, um, and uh, decided to put his uh, um, talents and fortunes to to further um, free press and democracy in Hong Kong. Um, and that's why he started Apple Daily. And, and the idea was that with, uh, you know, information is choice and, and choice is freedom. So Apple Daily was going to be this uh, news source that wasn't afraid to to call out the powerful, uh, wasn't afraid to, to uh, um, cover uh, communist China, even even within the confines of Hong Kong. And so because of that, he, he is now, um, and, and because of his pro-democracy activism, he is now in prison. Right. Um I think, you know, so when we, we met earlier this year, or I guess last year, and I, with um, Mark Simon, who, who worked with your father for, for many, many years, and I think that he had said something, or was it he or you who said that um, 
because your father and Apple Daily were so aggressively going after, uh, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, mm-hmm. because they were the only ones holding them to account, um, they were the, the CCP was rounding up the newspapers and trying not to sell them. And and I think your father said something like, "It's you couldn't get better advertising than that." Well, when he when he first started Apple Daily, um, his competitors essentially oh. paid people to to throw his uh, newspapers. In, uh, uh, in 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 the um, in in the sea, you know, so, and, and burn them and whatnot, and and it made for great advertising uh, because people people were now thinking, well, what's this newspaper that's getting that's getting burned, that's getting uh, um, that's getting destroyed, uh, and so and so, Dad basically said, uh, well, you know, if it, had I known this, I wouldn't have put so much uh, advertising behind behind this newspaper. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he, because of his, uh, uh, journalism, because he, he, he was, you know, always just said what he believed, mm-hmm. um, um, was true. Um, he, he actually, he got in a lot of trouble. Um, for example, um, there was this one time he, um, he, uh, criticized, well, actually he, he insulted, uh, Li Pang, the butcher of Beijing, the person who ordered the Tiananmen Square, uh, crackdown right. in, in a op-ed piece in, in, in his, uh, magazine. And um, he obviously he used uh, he called him a son of a turtle egg, uh, which you could sort of imagine is not a very nice thing to, <laughs> to say to someone. Uh, 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 um, and uh, Li Pang was premier of China at that point, so um, um, because of that, he 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 had to um, either sell his uh, Giordano, uh, the, the clothing brand, or to um, uh, or, or his stores were going to get closed uh, unless he apologized. So. He decided to to to, to uh, sell Giordano because he knew that as long as he had business in um, China, he was it was a possibility that he was going to get compromised. Um, so mm-hmm. so he he yeah he I mean I think very early on he he put um, speaking the truth uh, in front of uh, um, uh, in fr- in front of making money. Yeah, and I, and I wrote about that experience for, in this piece for the Washington Times that ran on Christmas Day, and um, I had said in that you know. He, he did something that the CCP, you know, that they didn't expect him to do, which mm-hmm. is to give up a huge fashion empire in the name of, you know, freedom to be able to speak his mind. And so he's always, he's always been a man of, of deep principles and deep faith. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I love the story too, going back to when he, you know, he's a stowaway and, and, and um, I think you tell the story when he realized, oh, there's food to have here. And also this boss speaks English. And so I must learn English. And also this is a way to, you know, create a name for myself. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, he, he was, uh, when, when he first a- a- arrived in Hong Kong, um, he started, you know, working in a glove factory uh, and, um, and, and he learned English, right? And, and, and I think someone asked him uh, um, afterwards, in, you know, all these years after an interview, why did he, why did he have the, the foresight to learn English? And he just says, well, well, everybody that was pointing at me, telling me to do stuff, spoke English. So I figured it, it's probably a good idea to, to, to learn English. Um, and, and for, you know, for him, I think he, even though um, it, it was a, um, a very, tough time you know being 12 year old mm-hmm. in, the, in this city entirely by yourself uh, and, and doing really imagine. very tough manual work you know work glove factory i mean one of his 
um, fingers, a part of it is missing because he, he, he caught his finger in, in, in one of the machines, you know, he, he, he's, he's deaf from practically deaf from one of his ears because he, 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 he just, because of the working conditions, it was too, it was so loud. So it, it, it was very tough, but, but he always tells me that, it, you know, for him, it was, I mean, it was, it was like heaven, like ending up in Hong Kong because in, in, in Hong Kong, he had, he had hope. Yeah. He had he had freedom and and, and and therefore for him he could he could see he could see a way forward. Right. And I think for him it's 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 the same feeling. I mean he's in one of the interviews um he was asked uh, uh what you know why he's taking the stance it, uh, for democracy when obviously it wasn't the 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 the, the business uh, uh, uh thing to do it wasn't the the you know the the the, the, the pragmatic quote unquote thing to do. Um he says, "Well, what's what's the point of money if you don't have freedom?" That's true. And I think that 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 encapsulates um, uh, um, that encapsulates him very well. I mean, in the end, he it's, it's this child laborer who left, or this this child who left China at twelve, pursuing freedom, and and, and to this day, he, he he keeps pursuing pursuing this freedom, but this time it's 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 on a it's on a wider scale, and and, and for Hong Kong. Yeah, he's just the best. You know, and speaking to that too, you know, that, that love of freedom that he has. I think that this is one of the most important things every time I think of Jimmy um, that I feel like I always have to highlight. So I'd love to hear you kind of really mm. expound on it is that um, he chose to say, knowing what, yeah. we, what, you know, what is likely inevitable, which is a life imprisonment, because that's what the CCP has been really hankering for this entire time. And we can talk more about that. Yeah. Um, but but he chose to stay. Um, you know, he, he could have left. You know, he's a British citizen. He had the money to do mm. it. And yet, he stayed. Can you talk why that was important for him to do so, what his brain space there is, knowing that he also loves freedom? Yeah, it, it, it's, um, he gets, he, he has an interview um, right before the handover and uh, uh, right before 1997. Um, and I saw this in the BBC archives where he was asked, um, you know, if he's going to leave now that China is going to take over Hong Kong and all these freedoms might one day be gone, which, which, which they are now. Um, and, and he thinks about it for a second and, and, and he tears up a bit. He says, no, Hong Kong's my home. I'm not going to leave unless uh, my life is threatened. And for the next twenty-five years, he, he, you know, every day he's woken up and and and, and he's chosen to stay. And, and and you know, it, it was, it was never smooth sailing, right? Like our houses were firebombed a few times. Um, you know, there was once a where a, a dog was skinned and and and, and yeah. pinned on our doors. Uh, he had people following him. He had a he had a assassination attempt. Um, but but throughout all the all this time, he he has always decided to stay. Um. Because he knew that what he was doing was, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple because he knew that what he was doing was the right thing. And he chose to stay, even when the National Security Law came down and people told him that he was going to get arrested. He knew that he had to stay with his colleagues. He had to stand by the people, stand with and, and, and stand by the people of Hong Kong and, and, and do all he can in, in, in the pursuit of freedom and democracy. Now, are some of his colleagues on trial as well? I mean, I know he's the he's the big catch there, but um, yeah, are yeah. they also facing similar similar fates? So, so, so they are um, testifying. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's. Uh, um, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know enough to go into too much detail okay. about the trial. Um, but um, you know, the Washington Post recently. Uh, uh, um, Washington Post recently had a uh, news article about how some of the, uh, um, you know, some of his, uh, 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 the people testifying against him were essentially um, tortured 
so, uh, so they're into they're tortured into yeah. testifying against him. So so yeah, the government is, is torturing people to. <sighs> well, I mean, the, the Washington Post article was that the government is torturing people to testifying um, testifying against him. Um, but look, I mean, it, it, it's it's obviously it's actually horrible that this is happening. You know, Hong Kongers and and, mm-hmm. and, and to his colleagues. Um, I, but I think I think this is a, a you know obviously it's it's a, it's a symptom of a of a of a greater of a, of the demise of the of the Hong Kong legal system. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like this 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 absolutely arbitrary uh, um, use of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's worth it's worth noting that um, Dad was, uh, you know. I mean, pro democracy, pro free speech, but he was completely anti uh, uh, violence. Right. Um, and so it's completely ridiculous that they have a thousand police officers outside the courtrooms to monitor the place twenty four seven. I mean, it's, it's this. This is what Hong Kong is now. Right. It's, it's it's not it's not about following the law. It's how can they use the law to weaponize against uh, against people who believe in, in in democracy, which, which by the way, we, 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 we I, I mean, I hope <laughs> we all do it and everybody listens yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, agree too. You know, and I think that's important to note, you know, that, you know, your father's been in jail since December of 2020. Um, yeah. And they were using these, you know, we we're talking about peaceful assembly and that's one of the charges that they threw at him for unauthorized yeah, yeah. assembly. So he got a 13 month sentence for that. Which yeah, we yeah. all know is him just, you know, advocating for a peaceful vigil at the Tiananmen Square. Not, well, he, yeah, he right? went to a, a, a Tiananmen Square vigil, uh, lit a candle, and said a prayer, and for that he got thirteen months, um, and, and he got another uh, unauthorized assembly uh, charge. I think it was eleven months, and for, for that one he attended um, a, a a protest that had two point one million people, right? As of well, course. so that's. <laughs> Yeah, thirty I mean, percent of the yeah, that's thirty percent of the Hong Kong population. I mean, it's it's, I mean, ridiculous, obviously, but it is a weaponization of, of the legal system. And 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 you know, it's worth noting that Hong Kong is a financial center. The the law is very important everywhere, but uh, in, in the financial center, it's hard to have a financial center that doesn't run on uh, uh, that doesn't have the rule of law. That's right, and I think that he, you know, there are so many beautiful Hong Kongers out there who are, you know, throughout the demonstrations, you know, in mm. in twenty nineteen and before, um, who have strong voices. But I think you know, your father was a unique case in that he married wealth, principles, and a very strong yeah. personality. Uh, yeah, I think he, he said he, at one point he was a rebel at heart, so they weren't going to tell him what to do ever. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he, he showed. Uh, um, he showed the Hong Kong government and, and the Chinese government that um, you know the values that he has, the values that that we all hold, and, and the people of Hong Kong went out on the streets for, on 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 for sale, that they're not for trade. Right. I think that that is that is something that is 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 incredibly important because there was a narrative in Hong Kong telling people that you know these were just young kids, they they're just angry because they can't buy houses or they they don't have enough money or whatever it is. It, it was very dismissive. Right. right. They didn't understand that there was this untangible thing called freedom that that people yearn for, even even you know even beyond the the the, 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 the uh, self preservation. It's so divorced from the CCP's reality. Uh, yeah. You know, and one of the things that the CCP does so well, well, I think one of their most vile power plays is is not just punishing the person who has quote done them wrong, who has gone against them. Mm-hmm. How dare they? But 
you know, and then in this case, of course, your father's freedom and human rights speaking out for them simply. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like to mete out the punishment um, on relatives and descendants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, if memory serves, like you haven't been able to talk to your father in three years, so you can't go back yeah, to Hong Kong. No, 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 yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because, well, because of what I'm doing now, for example, being on this podcast, uh, just by nature that it's, a, it's, a, it's an American mm-hmm. uh, um, or it's, that you, you're based in America. And that it's, it's it's an international organization. Yeah. Um, I, I could very well be, uh, you know, quote unquote, colluding, colluding with foreign forces, and that could end me. That, that I could I could end up in prison for this. And so, as a result of speaking out on my father's behalf, I, I have not been able to uh, go back to Hong Kong. Right. Um, it's obviously a um, very unusual situation not being to not being able to go back home. Right. Um, but I, you know, I, I know that. I'm doing the right thing, trying to get my father out. And then just as he knew that he was doing the right thing, trying to get democracy for Hong Kong. Um, Very much so, your father's son. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, for, yeah, I, I think you just gotta, gotta do what you gotta do if you know, if you know it's right. Um, yeah. 100%. I, um, I said this to you when, when we met in September, but um, I, I got the supreme privilege of meeting your father just once. And I still consider that like an honor of a lifetime, just just to share some of the, the same air with him. And I'm just uh, I think that he's amazing and proud of him, you know, as and as much as I could be, you know, um, being here. And I'm always praying for my and I, I would tell him that um, via text once a month. You know, I didn't want him to to get, you know, he was busy doing other more important things. But I would just send him a text. And I just want, you know, Thank you to know that that. Uh, I just really adore him and I admire him a lot. Um, I would hope that I would have that kind of will and fortitude to do the same sort of thing. Um, so, you know, what's next here? We've got um, we've got a trial going till March, right? Yeah. So it's uh, um, they're aiming for eighty days. So okay. March, April time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we kind of, I think I had read, you know, I think maybe you were speaking in the guardian saying that, you know, this, the, the outcome is kind of already, is already kind of yeah. written on the wall here. Well, it, I mean, exactly. It's, it's just in line with what's happened to my father over the last three years. It's, they, they want to keep him there as long as they want to keep him there. And they'll just write the laws around that. Right. It, it's very hard for, uh, it may even me who grew up in a, in, in, in a system with a rule of law to sort of wrap my head around it sometimes but it is what it is it's 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 a legal system getting weaponized and um uh free speech free press getting uh cracked down on and and that's what it is so they're they're just going to write their laws around how long they want to keep my father in jail for yeah so it's quite depressing because at his age 76 it's you know he could it's 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 every day he's in there his his life is in danger right right and we know that, you know, he's had some health issues in the past. And so it's just uh, not a place where he deserves to be and where he shouldn't be. Um, mm. But uh, I hope for his release one day. I think that's always, uh, I think you have to keep on hoping for those sorts of things, even if, yeah, yeah. Even if uh, the outcome seems predetermined. You know, but I, I've talked about and he talks about and, you know, Bill McGurn, who's his godfather and a friend of mine, mm. my former boss at The Post, talks a lot about how... Um, your dad, you know, answers to a higher power because of the higher power mm-hmm. of his belief. And so I think, you know, for for those of us who care about him, you know, there's a small sort of balm in that, um, in that he he's so assured of that, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think um, when someone has given everything that they have um, in pursuit of their belief and what they know 
deep down inside is right. On, on a human level, it's a pretty comforting um, place to be. Yeah. So obviously, I want to see my father again, and I, I you know, he shouldn't spend another second in prison. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, but you know, thank you. I'm, I'm I'm sure he appreciated very much that you're you're thinking of him and praying praying yeah. for him. Um, you know, his religion has been a pillar. Yeah. That's kept him strong. Yeah. You know, I always say working in human rights, as we do here, um, I always say all it takes is one case for um, these abuses to become real to you. All you need is one. Mm. And, yeah. you know, I was already, you know, obviously care about human rights and, and freedom. But mm. meeting your father for that first time and just seeing, you know, just the way he fills a room, but, but so quietly, too, mm. at the same time. Yeah. And then to see how how they've you know made him suffer and uh, how they've tried to rather. And mm. So it feels like it feels personal now on a level, you know, so now I have mm. a personal fight yeah. with the CCP from New yeah. York. Anyway, not to make it about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. I, I, I can, you know, I can, I would agree with that. You know, in the end, he's, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's someone that um, obviously I'm very fond of. I love him because he's my father. Right. Yeah. But even on a human level, it's, it's, it's someone that it's, uh, you know, I'm very fond of. I'll never forget yeah. getting out of a, a bus in Taipei in uh, 2019 at, at his house. And I was, I was flagging because I'd only had four hours of sleep. And there is your father standing <laughs> yeah. in the driveway yeah. in his standard yeah. Adidas pants and a suit jacket yeah. Yeah. with his hands yeah. behind his back. <laughs> and someone said, yeah. we've got, to, well, Mark said, Mark Simon, his yeah. right hand, said, uh, we've got two flagging. And your dad yelled, yeah. coffee and champagne right away. <laughs> the first words and I will hold yeah, that yeah. in my memory forever <laughs> right away yeah, yeah. and then of course he did not stop letting me eat as much as I begged right, right. no no yeah. no I'll, I'll serve yeah. you now you're not done I'll, I'll serve you <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, well, he, yeah he really he really loves his uh, he really loves his food D did you know that he was uh, he's actually a, a French knight no yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did he, that he found happen? That he, he, he gets a real, he, he got a real kick out of this. Um, <laughs> so he wrote a lot about French food. I love um, it. He wrote a lot about French food. Uh, my mum loves France. We're, we're war fluent in French, um, and uh, well, dad is not actually. So war fluent, but but he's not. So we, we go to we spend a lot of time in Paris and, and 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 in France. And so he wrote a lot about French food. And actually, a lot of these essays would be taken by people from Hong Kong, Taiwan, and, and, and apparently even China, wow. and they would go to those restaurants and try it. So one day he, he randomly got um, a, well not randomly, he just got a letter from the embassy saying, well, you know, you're, we would be honored to give you the agricultural merits. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That so is a Jimmy Lai fact a I did not know. Yeah, French Knight of the um, Agricultural Merit, uh, which, you know, he, he, he always finds it very funny. And every time I tell people this, you know, they think, well, you know, mate, did he get, did he get a knighthood because <laughs> of, of his, you know, fight for freedom? Uh, no, no, it, it was literally for food. <laughs> it's food. Yeah, and for just food, when you yeah. think he can't get cooler, yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he does love <laughs> the food. And I enjoyed yeah, really quite does. a bit of yeah. it. And even when I couldn't yeah. eat anymore, I enjoyed more of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, is there anything that you want us to, you know, to leave us with about, about Jimmy and, or anything to know, or anything you'd just like to say? Um, I, I think, well, I hope that people keep an eye on what's happening with my father and, um, and tell the story as well, because it's such a beautiful story, right? Some, yeah. a, a person who stays away in Hong Kong and falls in love with the place and sacrifices everything he has in order to, to, to stand up for this, for this very intangible thing, but yeah. that that all of us understand intuitively that, that freedom is important. So pray for him and, yeah. and 
keep an eye out because I think that's how we get my father out by putting pressure on the Hong Kong. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep his name in the news. It is, mm. it is a story the movies are made of. So yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. the best. Thank you so much yeah, for joining you. us, Sebastian. And I, I will be praying for him as I always do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, at least that was a great conversation. Oh, thank you. I had, I had a really good time talking to him in as much as you can have a good time talking about that subject matter. You know, I, Obviously, you know, I follow the news as much as anyone, and obviously Jimmy's name has been plenty in, in the news the last few weeks, certainly in the last last month or so. You know, I, I'd like to think I'm, I'm relatively well-versed in his in his story, and certainly what he's been pushing for, and how Beijing has been cracking down on, on him in particular. I, although I confess, I did learn a few things. I don't, I don't think I knew, what was it, the French knighthood? The French knighthood, Casey. I learned that as well. <laughs> of all the things. It brings me such joy. As if he hasn't done enough with his life. As if he's not cool enough. Right there. No, it's absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, look, I, again, I, I've, you know, and I will say, speaking on my behalf, you know, I've unfortunately never met the man. I certainly hope to oh, at I some point so. uh, down right. the line. Obviously, once he is freed and can continue his, his work, he and Sebastian, together, you... You have met him. I think you you, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, you yeah. met him. You've broken bread with him. I yes. I you know let me let me turn to you. Let me let me be the questioner. What was that like, just from from a personal experience on your end to meet a man like that? I, I I think about it often just because you know as I say to Sebastian, you know I just can't even believe that I got to share the the same air. Just absolute awe of someone who's just so amazing and who's going up against the CCP. Oh, it feels like just a, a strong man by himself in so many ways. But other than that, you know like. I reference, uh, you know, what he was wearing when he when I was getting to his house. But I I was part of a delegation, and I was the only woman there. And so when we sat in the like the, we had some coffee and champagne or whatever before dinner. What felt like it was maybe more than ten courses. I don't know. It was just heaps and heaps of food. It's a lot of food. And it was a giant. There's a giant table, and there was the lazy Susan, so everyone can you know just roll it around. And um, I I got pride of place sitting next to Jimmy, um, which I will just take forever to my grave as a, yeah. a great so source of pride. And um, at some point, I turned to him that wine is flowing, and I said, I cannot possibly eat any more food, Jimmy. And he said, oh, sure you can. And I said, no, I assure you that I, that I cannot. <laughs> and he said, that's all right. I'll take care of it for you. I'll take care of it for you. And every time a new course comes out, he stops the table. He, you know, scoots it around and fills me a heaping plate. Yeah. And of course I ate it. Of course, I was I, going I, as to. one does. I was going to. Of course I was. Yeah. So, yeah. What I a think memory. it's a fun story. Now, this was a, 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 a lazy Susan that you were using? <laughs> yeah, his, his table, it was a giant table that you just spin the food around. I think it's popular what, in Asia. What, what shape would you say this table was? A circle. Circle. So you could say it was round. Yeah. So you could almost say there were nights at this round that, table. The night. Wow. One. At least one night. Wow. A night of a round table. Boy, oh boy. And, and he I, was. He was the number one. And I will see myself out. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I like the way you did that. Thanks, Alicia. All right. Well, we'll see everyone again for more fun puns. Yep. The best. Fantastic conversation. This time next week. Stay tuned. And thanks again to Sebastian. The Human Rights Foundation is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that promotes and protects human rights globally with a focus on closed societies. We promote freedom where it's most at risk in countries ruled by authoritarian regimes.